Hi everyone, it's Little Egypt with a brand new series of GLOW, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, with a full recap of season three and four and two very, very special guests coming up next. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. That was awesome, right? There we go. There it is. I was like, where's it at? (laughs) How excited does music like this get you? Love it. Hey, singing singing the season opener was just amazing. Just. Well, everyone, uh, my name's Little Egypt, and today we have an amazing show for you. Sitting next to me is the beautiful Brittany Young. You may know her as Carmen Wade from the Glow series. I know her as Machu Picchu because once you get a character in Glow, right, you you officially become a Glow girl and you lose all other names. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Hi, guys. Machu Picchu. So, um, quick, we're going to go around the room and introduce the rest of the hosts, but tell us a little bit about where people can find you right now. If you guys want to find me and you like pug pictures, go to my Instagram. It is Brittany Young. Brittany spelled like Spears, B-R-I-T-N-E-Y. If you want to tweet and see how much pieces of bread I eat a day, find me on Twitter at It's Brittany Young. Awesome. I eat a lot of bread. <laughs> <laughs> Bread's great. Like to tweet about it. What's your favorite type of bread? Mine's sourdough. What's yours? Sourdough. Yes. Sourdough. That's, sourdough. Okay. That's good. Okay. Uh, Bill Hanstock. Uh, you can find me on at all social media at Sundown Motel and check out uprocks.com. And uh, my favorite type of bread is French loaf. French loaf. <laughs> Started that thing. I love it. Mm. And I'm Commander USA. You can find me on all social media at Rick Hong, R-I-C-K-H-O-N-G. And my favorite piece of bread is uh, anything bread. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Hi, everybody. I'm Babe the Farmer's Daughter, a.k.a. Ursula Hayden. And you can find me at Glow Wrestling with one W at Twitter. Wow. All right. This is so exciting. Very I have not exciting. seen I have not seen Babe since it was probably around 2010 or 2011. Way too long. Yeah, way, yeah. way too busy long. Busy lifestyles. Too busy. And you have been, because behind the scenes, you've been working as a consultant on this new series, and we just can't wait to pick your brain, and we can't yeah. wait to learn a little bit from Brittany about her experience on the show. Yes. And we're here to recap season uh, episodes three and four. four. Good ones, good ones. Yeah. Yes. You had just said you watched the entire series. You're on your third, third time. time. I'm on my third binge I, I have a life I've tasted fresh air in the past 10 days but I am on the third time around and it's fantastic every single time right yeah, yeah. it just gets better and better and you notice weird more. random things yeah. yeah more than I did the first time yeah the first time I'm just total shocked that I'm yes. even watching it yes you know? so Completely. here's my question so when you open up you know it's it's not you for a little bit do you wait to watch you or do you say no I gotta go to my scenes and do you fast forward first no I actually watch it all the way through only because like I, I feel like it's like I'm watching my friends hang out and then I'm randomly there. Like, I kind of don't notice most of the time. Or, like, the scenes that I wasn't even there to shoot for. Like, especially in for the scene with, like, Allison and Gail when she's talking about what she wears, like, blew me away and I wasn't there for that and it took me by surprise. So that's what I'm more looking for more than myself. I have a question for you. Yeah. Are you prepared for a lifetime of people coming up to you and going... 
Oh, so um, cute. It hasn't happened yet, but if they do it, I will be critiquing the crap out of it. It's a real tech. No, no I mean, I, I'm glad that people, you know, will be picking up on those little things and things that we at the time thought were just like, because I remember shooting it and Liz and Carly were like, just like point to your eyes and just blow. And I'm like, that's stupid. And then it worked. So I like when little things like that kind of come out of weird things that you didn't think would work. I love how it feels like you were just like the perfect fit for this character. Oh, thank but you. Tell us about your journey. What was it like? Um, how did you get cast ultimately? Well, so I started off in this business. I went to USC Film School, graduated in 2010, um, oh. came out with a lot of debt and just uh-huh, needed sure. like a steady job. So I decided to work in production. And I was a production secretary. I worked in accounting for a little bit. I've done movies. I've done TV. Wow. Uh, but for the wow. last three years, I've been a producer's assistant, uh, specifically on The Mentalist and then Crazy Ex-Girlfriend on The CW. And watching casting tapes just kind of was like, this is my dream. I got to start. Found some representation and they started sending me out. But interestingly enough, for Glow specifically, I read an article on Deadline that Netflix was bringing Glow to screen and Jenji Cohen was involved. And I was like, oh, maybe there's something in there for me. Let me you know, email my manager. Life got in the way, totally didn't do it. A couple days later, got these sides, and I was like, what is this? And he's like, oh, you have an audition for Glow. And I just went through, like, a YouTube rabbit hole and was like, this is insane. I need to be a part of it immediately. Awesome. And here we are. As far as wrestling goes, we said you. you. Yeah, we Thank absolutely you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. you guys. Ugh. Yeah. Tell us about, um, like, what knowledge you had about wrestling prior to getting cast, and did you have to continue to, like... I had no knowledge whatsoever. I was not a fan growing up. I kind of Mm -hmm. thought it was... Like, I didn't see what the point of it was, to be honest. I was like, I don't want to watch people hurt each other. Yeah. And then coming to training with Chavo, and he taught us exactly what wrestling was about, I just started falling in love with it. Like, I started seeing that it's technique, it's performance, it's also athletic ability. But more so, like, you don't think it's a team sport, but it really is a team sport because yeah. you have to communicate if you're the yeah. face with the heel, if you're the heel with the face, and make sure that you guys are safe and you're still kind of putting on a good match. So that's right. what I started you know, falling in love with when we started training. So were you fearless? Because you're the first actress uh, that we're speaking to that has no wrestling experience. So your first bumps, yeah. were you nervous? I how, was, how did that play out? I was nervous, but I think what I was more nervous about, and shout out to Kia Stevens, she yeah. inspired me and took me under her wing. I was nervous about hurting the girls. Like, I'm a big girl. And I, you know, these little girls are coming up and I'm like, I'm going to like snap your leg. I'm going to hurt you. And Kia, I went up to her and I was like, how can I feel more confident? And she's like, wrestling is not about size. It's about technique. It's about communication. You can do it. You can let these girls throw you around the ring just as much as you can throw them. And once I think I snapped into that, I wasn't scared to do a lot of things. And I wanted to do more. I mean, Chavo Guerrero Jr., who's our wrestling coordinator and our stunt coordinator, Shauna Duggins, are amazing. But they were definitely like, these girls are going to be the flyers. These girls are going to be the base. So we kind of did that. But I was one of those people where I was like, I want to learn how to jump from the second rope. And I would just jump into the mat. Like, I want to be, you know, I want to take the suplex. Chavo would put me over. You know, so they were very inclusive in being like, you probably won't do this on screen, but we'll still teach you how sure. to do it. That and awesome. that was fantastic. That is cool. How was, uh, how was your forward roll? <laughs> I do side rolls only. <laughs> My, they were like, I was a cheerleader too. And they're like, you know how to do forward rolls. And I went in there like, that's not a forward roll. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. I'll just barrel roll. It's fine. It's fine. Wow. I don't want to hog the time. Bill, what were your thoughts? Uh, of watching Brittany and watching her character evolve this time it was pretty interesting episode three we ta- we got to see her you know starting to embrace the characters yeah, yeah. Uh, as I talked about last week yeah. I 
am continually blown away by how the show is able to thread the very fine needle of being a prestige drama slash comedy and also paying respect to pro wrestling uh, without, like, you know, dumbing it down or without, you know, making stuff up. Mm -hmm. Because there's very... uh, Little Egypt and uh, Babe can tell you, there's very little... There's very little portrayal of pro wrestling in the media that actually, like, gives a crap about pro wrestling. Um, So it, it was amazing to watch this show have both parts of that and also have so many amazing three-dimensional fully formed characters that all got their own arc and that all got screen time Mm -hmm. and were all amazing like i i mean we 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 sort of got this sense like when all the reviews were coming out we got this sense a little bit on the red carpet and at the premiere but i just feel like they're the vast majority of the cast no one knew any of them before glow and I feel like all of them are going to be like huge stars now because yes. everyone's so good in it. Right. Agreed. This was the first time actually that um, the character Bash, the producer, steps into the screen and you can yeah. kind of embrace him for for Babe and I who were there during when this was actually happening. It looks to me like a combination of Rickless who had the money and both producers, David McLean and Johnny Cafavarella, each of them wore the same exact hat in different seasons. So what did you think about this character that came out as Bash? <laughs> He's great. He's great. He's awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just, well, I mean, it's it's interesting to go from watching, because like, I wasn't even sure they were going to bring a character like that out. Yeah. Until, like, because like, I watched the documentary. Yeah. And I know that um, the the financier guy I can't, I can't remember his name but like he didn't want to participate in the documentary yeah, yeah. so you don't have a real yeah. sense of who he like who yeah. he was yeah. except for like what was just kind of outlined in yeah. that and then you have his character yeah and so it was, it was cool to see like oh they actually made this guy and to see okay he's you know he's the money guy and he's gonna interfere with a little bit with the uh, the director yeah so that was that was really nice to see like that character come in. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't butt heads for very long. I'm glad that they kind of formed an alliance pretty quick, and then you kind of saw the best of both worlds, the creative imagination, uh, wrestling imagination of Bash, along with the kind of the the off characteristics that Sam Silva had. That was refreshing, actually, because I didn't want to see a lot of head-butting there and turning it into that much of a drama when we wanted to really see the wrestling characters. Exactly, right. right. Uh Absolutely. What did you think of that, babe? I just, I loved the character. Um, Mm -hmm. I think he just nailed it. He just, he made me laugh, and then he made me feel emotion, you know, that with what was going on with his mother. Yeah. You know, like, he's trying to be this big man on top of his his game with his business and everything but really it's mommy there this <laughs> uh, it was just it's a great character um, I, I love what they did with him he just he kept me he kept me laughing and he's adorable too and he's oh. and, and, yeah, yeah, and not to mention he's, like he's really good looking yeah. I had <laughs> such a crush on him when I was a sophomore he's in high school so cute. a long time Veronica yes. Mars fans it's Team Piz so cool. uh, yes uh, Team Piz yep. all the way yep. uh, it's so, so cool. fun to watch him get that get this role mm-hmm. after like watching him and Veronica Mars yep. and being so in love with that character. Um, but I, I have to, since we're talking about episodes three and four, and we have two original Glow Girls here, I think we have to ask during the original run of Glow, Drugs Robot? 
<laughs> I didn't see a drug no, robot. Oh no. <laughs> there but I think it would have been a big hit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think we would have enjoyed at least taking it for a ride Absolutely. around the casino. That would have been fun. I uh, I have to tell you, um, watching watching Glow from the Glow Girl perspective, I, Babe, you just kept coming to my head because many though many don't know that Babe is actually the owner of Glow. She you, did you pick it up in two thousand and one? Two thousand and one. Two thousand and one, and then she was also a consultant on the series. And I was looking at the show, wondering, you know, what it was that you were doing on the set. Can you share that with us? Oh, it was. It was surreal. Uh, on set, they had it at the Palladium. Yeah. And oh, cool. I got stuck in traffic, so I was kind of about a little bit late mm-hmm. getting there. And when I walked in, uh, Allison Bree was uh, snap suplexing uh, fortune cookie. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, I'm late. <gasps> oh, I'm going to be in so much trouble. And then I had to snap back in. No, it's not. We're not back in the, you know, just for a split half a second, I was yeah. back there again, and it was, yeah. and then I started to think, okay, I must be in a coma, I must have been in a bad accident, and this is some kind of weird dream, you know, thing that I'm having, and and then um, Allison comes up to me, and she's got this hair with a mixture between beastie and stinky, you know, and she's exactly my height, so we're looking at each other like this, eye to eye, and I'm like, who are you? Like, oh my gosh, this is weird, you know. And then I look at her outfit. She's got this Russian outfit on with the, the stinky and beastie hairdo going. And I was just totally in shock and and just walking in the clouds and and just felt weird, surreal. Like, is this really happening? You know, is it? Somebody pinch yeah. me. Yeah. You know, you need to... Like, now it's still... It's taking its time to sink in. This is yep. really happening because I worked so many years with many different people to try to get to this point, and it always ended in failure, failure, failure. And now, really, we're sitting here talking about the all-new Glow with a new, gorgeous, awesome group of Glow It's girls. happening. It's happening. It's really yeah. happening? Oh, my yeah. gosh. I just, I mean, it's still taking its time to sink in. I feel like I'm just... I'm in a dream, Erin. Like I said, I'm in a coma. Don't wake me up, okay? (laughs) Leave me in it. (laughs) How how did you become the rights holder? Uh, In 2001, I wanted to do a live show. And a couple of the other girls wanted to do a live show, too. So I called up the owner and just asked him, you know, I want to do a live show. Can I borrow the Glow name? Mm -hmm. And he turned around and made me an offer I couldn't refuse. Like what? Are you kidding me? That's awesome. Really? Um, yeah, I, I I was totally blown away by it, and he said, "Good luck." That's wow. it. It's <laughs> like what? Wow. That is that's like uh, that's oh that's awesome. Do you happen uh, to know in the development of the Netflix series was it always Glow? Was, was there, it going to be called anything else? Yeah. Was it? Hmm. Oh, I don't. I was working with Liz and Carly for at least a year before Netflix even came in. We were working on a script. Uh, I signed them exclusively for a year to glow with them. Uh, And it was about a week after the year expired with them. I gave them an email, you know, well, do you have a script? What's going on? You know, it's been a year. Probably going to be another failure, right? Okay, I'll send another email. (laughs) What's going on, you know? And the next email back was a script. I'm like, oh, 
oh, cool. And I start reading, oh, wow, this is so glow. I love it, and all these glow influences and everything. And then I put it down, and I'm like, this is really great, but something's wrong. I said, where's my part? (laughs) (laughs) Where's my part? Yeah, and then I was like, gosh, this is really, this is weird, because I, you know, and then I put my ego aside, and I got out my pen and paper, and I started writing down the girls' names that, are so much more worthy than me to, to take a cameo mm. on on a show like this. And by the time I got down, I was like, Nanuchka, Americana, Attaché, Susie Spirit, you know, MTV, Matilda the Hunt. I mean, it just, Baby the Farmer's Daughter. No, it's just <laughs> in a little Egypt. I mean, right, the, it right. just kept going and going and going. And I'm like, well, we could do the cameo show, you know. But so then I'm like, okay, I think it's just good the way it is. Because if you know, and I kept going back to the documentary where we got everybody together that wanted to, and they did their interview. You know, they said what they wanted to say, and it turned out fabulous. And that was just a great project for us all to be together. That will be there forever. And this is a new project introducing new Glow Girls. So really, the Glow Girls are a group. It's not just one person. It's working as a group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I figured this is just the way. This is the best. You know, because if, if I'm in it, oh, my gosh. You know, I'm, I better never be, I'm going to get slaughtered, you know, like a pig. So, you know, and if Little Egypt's in it, you know, it's just, it's best the way it is. And maybe something will spin into something different, you know, with, with the original girls. I'm, I'm always hoping. You know, I'm hopeful. I'm not saying anything is. But, you know, Glow's in a really good position right now and that's everything and the glow, original glow girls are in a much better position than they've ever been even in the 80s sure. you know with the internet yeah. and everything mm-hmm. and and the attention that we're all getting is just incredible it's all positive and i i'm just loving it i i i'm excited for us and i'm excited to see where this spins if we're going to have a second season it's going to spin into other big stuff and i i have good hopes i mean i really think this show is is done even better and far beyond than I ever thought. You know, I knew it was going to be great. It was going to be big, but it's just exploded. You know, everything is just my phone. My my is on fire. Yeah, <laughs> the right. email, the computer went <laughs> poof. This, I swear, the smoke started coming out the back. It's like, oh my god, the cat probably pissed on it. But I'm just, I don't, you know, it was just it's just been incredible. It's just really, I mean, so pinch me. Oh, I sure, still, yeah, I'm absolutely. really, I'm, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to be in the hospital, but, oh, She might happened? put you in a headlock. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had that last week, I had that last week, I got well, in a headlock. I, I'm I asking this say, week, put me in a headlock. Um, I do have to say that the writers, somehow, um, when I'm watching, for example, the party at Bash's house, right, and he starts throwing costumes at these actresses, and, and they're kind of taken back a little bit, like, when, when they're starting to um, realize that their characters have to, you know, have an element of... You know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Stereotype. Stereotype. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. (laughs) She's so smart. I get to sit next to someone smart. And when um, thanks a lot. (laughs) You had a headline. (laughs) When I am uh, when I was watching that, I was thinking. So there was some influence. They 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 did so much research. They must have had a lot of conversations with somebody who knew what it was like to be behind, to be behind the they scenes. They did tons when, and mm-hmm. tons. I mean, I was constantly throwing 
newspaper articles, pictures, yeah. answering, well, what's this wrestling, um, what can I put, what kind of wrestling move can I put here that looks really dirty, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they, you know, from one of the, the interviews I read, I mean, they, I wasn't there, but they, in the interview, they were watching old wrestling, mm-hmm. you know, time uh, wrestlers from back in the day to get inspired, and, yeah. you know, so that's, I, I understand more now why it took a year, you know, to, to get the, the final script, yeah. and then, after the final script came in, it started to move pretty quickly. It was shortly after that, you know, they said Netflix really wants to do this. And I was like, wow. Final, final script of the pilot, right? Yeah, the final script of the pilot. You must have been the thrilled final. when you saw Genji Cohen as the executive producer. Oh, I yeah. Mean, it's, like a, yeah. it's like a seal, a golden seal of approval, mm-hmm. guaranteed success. I mean, when I saw it, I was like, we can't go yeah. wrong. Especially on it's, Netflix. Yeah. Right. How excited were you? Oh, I was so excited. I mean... If you look at Genji with Weeds and with Orange is the New Black, she, even though she kind of does have shows that play a little bit into these stereotypes, it's never we're throwing a stereotype at you and we're going to leave it. It's always we're throwing a stereotype at you, we're going to discuss it, we're going to try to break it down, and we're going to show you how this character is going against that. And I think that's what was really great. Because like I, with the documentary, when I saw, you know, I freaked out a little bit when I got the character breakdown. I was like Machu Picchu, and I'm like... I'm not Peruvian. I'm not South American. Like, how do I even take this character name on? And then I saw with all of you girls how, you know, like Spanish Red, like all Mm -hmm. these where it's like, you might be that ethnicity, but I don't know if you are. Or you might be this party girl that does drugs, but I don't know. And I think that that's what kind of like drew me to it because I was like, all right, let's see how they're actually bashing down these stereotypes. And I'm so great or glad that we kind of. I mean, I think we touched on it a lot, but to even bring it up, I think, was something that is like, whoa, we're actually really going to try to break these down. And a lot of shows don't do that right now. No. I was thrilled. Rest- I was absolutely thrilled. Wrestling has a very long history of uh, ethnicities pretending to be other ethnicities. Exactly. Well, so does Hollywood. Exactly. So yeah. does Hollywood. So it, you Ghost know, in the shell. Yeah, it's <laughs> one of those things where it's like, okay, I mean, I don't ever want to be someone who's doing that. But like I said, with this show where we discuss sure. it and try to find the real backstory to it, I think is fantastic. Yeah, also, like, I, I never, for an instant, in it, how it was presented in the show, Machu Picchu, the name, just came from, like, the costume. Yeah. And, like, the fact that it's a mountain. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> Some people have asked, though. They're just like, oh, are you proving? I'm like, no, thank you. Like, <laughs> I'm not, but... I wasn't honored. Egyptian. <laughs> so, yeah, that's if, right. Okay, so your, your agent calls you and says, you got the part. Were you crying? What was what was your what was your reaction? And what uh, what did you give yourself a treat? Did you go out and buy something and say, "Yes, this is like my present to myself." You're very sweet that you thought that he was that kind. <laughs> um, my agent and manager, I was actually at Crazy Ex Girlfriend, and I was actually one of the very first girls cast. So for me, it was like a month long process. For a lot of the other girls, it was like one or two weeks. Oh. So I had known that I was one of the options for about three or four weeks. And my manager and agent called me together. They never do that. And my manager was just like, well, good news is we're going to keep you on as a client. And I was like, oh, (laughs) okay, guys. Like, I'm sorry. I'll get it next time. And then my agent was like, that was a dick move. We just talked to Netflix. You got the offer. And I just started crying, started hyperventilating in my boss's office. And she heard me. And she was like, what's going on? And I was like, who do I tell first, my family or my bosses? So I just told her, I was like, come in here, like had her and Rachel come in and I told them and Aline started crying, Rachel started screaming and it was just, it was a lot of love and a lot of joy. But I mean, I was very sad, but then also hearing, okay, you start training next Monday. I was like, cool. Like, you know. (laughs) No two weeks. You're like, I can only give you a week's notice. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I was seriously like, I got to hit the gym hard and I still did it and Kate was not prepared at all. 
for what we had to do. Well, let's talk about that. Okay. Then, yeah, tell, tell us, what did you have to do? Yeah. I know for us, training was very difficult, very intense. I mean, I, I for me, mm-hmm. it was also difficult and it was intense, but I think it was because it was using new muscles and new right. pieces of my body I'd never before. Mm-hmm. Like, I was a cheerleader in high school, but I was the base. I was used to having to catch girls and having to, you know, make sure they're safe. But then for me to have Allison throw me across the ring or, you know, to just fall on my back, like... I'm falling from a tall place with a lot of weight coming down. So that was something that was very shocking. But I think we got a little cocky at the beginning because we walked in and Chavo was just like, I'm going to teach you how to get into the ring. And we're like, we know how to get into the (laughs) ring. Literally, we had to like wait in line. Girls like couldn't open the ropes to get in. Some girls were just rolling in like it was not graceful at all. And then he just started really slow. Like he told us when he was training and when you girls were training, like you guys were doing what, like back bumps within the first like few hours? We were weeks to get there. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah, like oh. he very much was like lucky. Yeah, he was very wow. much like, we're gonna teach That's you how awesome. to walk together in the ring, how to do your footwork. We did that every day for like a couple hours the first week. And then it was just, you know, getting on your back and doing the back bumps slowly. Uh-huh. Always on a mat, always everything. So we really built into, you know, getting all these moves down, the hamlock, headlock how to lock up, and then started doing the sequences and the choreography. But, I mean, it was it was a new it was a new feeling. It was a new intensity. And to have everybody standing there, like, we all came in at the same level besides Kia. So to come in on the same level and learn together was, I think, what bonded us. You yes. know, I mean, nobody had any egos coming in. We all did not know how to wrestle besides Kia. And Kia didn't really know how to act, you know. So on that turn, we got to help her there as the same she got to help us. So we kind of grew together in that aspect and always... You know, like for my character, I was supposed to know how to wrestle. And in episode five, I think Allie and I have we have a little match and we're doing suplexes and stuff like that. They were like, Britt, you got to learn how to do this by five. But they taught everybody. So if they needed to pull out a suplex, they totally could. So I love that they continue to keep us on the same level all the way through. Did it make you a wrestling fan? Did you start watching? Oh, yeah. Oh, I started watching. I watched a bunch of you guys' matches. (laughs) I told you I was in a rabbit hole for days. Um, And then Chavo and our ring technician, Marty, they actually are on Lucha Underground, which we went and saw an exhibition down in Escondido. And we came back and we were like, we want to learn how to do this. I want to jump from here. And they were all just like, it's a lot of fun learning how to wrestle. It's painful as heck, but it's a lot of fun. Exactly. And then you had to think about it because we were just, he was like, oh, that wasn't invented until like 91. That wasn't, like, that was another thing that I appreciate yeah, that we yeah. did not try to bring moves that weren't things you guys would be doing, you know? And I really appreciated that, I mean, as much as I wanted to jump from all these ropes and do twists and turns, but we wanted to keep it as authentic to the time period as possible. We appreciate nice. that. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Thanks, Chavo. <laughs> yeah, Chavo, for those of you um, who are listening, Chavo uh, Guerrero was part of the dynasty of the Guerrero family. His uncle Mondo was our original trainer, and what I loved absolutely loved was how quickly in the series he was replaced by Cherry Bang. Mm-hmm. They, they, not Chavo, but the male trainer was replaced salty. by Salty, by tra- uh, by Cherry Bang. And that was right on point with our history because Mondo never made it to Las Vegas. Oh. So he was there just to, tra- wow. just 
to train the girls of the pilot. Who trained you girls when you got into Vegas? Then uh, the trainers went Royal Hawaiian, uh, Americana. I was trained by Attaché. Oh, wow. I was trained by Nanuchka and Attaché. Oh, I wish I had known that. That's so cool. Yeah, so that actually was spoke to my heart. I was like, right on, they put a girl out there to train ASAP. Because that's what had that's what we had to go through mm-hmm. was like all of a sudden you have you know enough now let's get it reinforced by someone who can do it better than you. I <laughs> wish I had known that because us girls yeah. when we got episode two we're like what salty's gone why I wish yeah. we had known that that would have oh. probably changed our perspective on it. I mean we loved yeah. it but it was like what is that for? Can we not afford salty? Like what's happening? <laughs> well, no, it's funny because we saw because like, yeah. I saw him on the red carpet <laughs> and I was like. Because like they're all you ladies, all you ladies coming out. It's like you know I can know who to talk to the ladies and everything. And then all of a sudden it's like I see this dude and like with long hair, and I was like, "Why are you here?" And I was like, "Who are you in this show?" I didn't get to actually talk to him, but I was like just confused until I watched it. And I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, he's perfect. Yeah, he was great. It was so awesome when." Shooting to episode four when you were when your dad uh, shows up in the ring to take you back and you look so cute and small and and just so yes. like adorable like a little tiny little give me my little daughter back mm-hmm. right now and then off he marched you to the car and I thought oh my god that's perfect yep. the casting of Goliath Jackson mm-hmm. was absolutely perfect and I had to I had to text you because I'm like wh- where did he work because he looked. Absolutely, like he was a legend. Yeah. Like I couldn't figure out where he came from. We were actually at the premiere. Yeah, he's uh, on the carpet. While we were walking out of the premiere, and he's walking out in this gigantic white suit. <laughs> yep. And uh, I'm like a few people in back of him, but I hear all of the ushers turn to each other. That guy's that guy's gotta be a wrestler. Got him. <laughs> right. Like, which one is he? Oh my but god. It's amazing. He's not. He's not, he's he's not, not a wrestler. Not. Uh, but I do want to talk about what his uh, his introduction of the Lumberjacks. Yeah. Uh, their introduction. Um, for one thing, Bronus and Carlito are amazing. They're good. They're they're rea- like I-, I talked about this last week. This is a show of reactions. Like yes. the reaction shots yeah. are yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone's takes are so good. Yep. But um, one one thing that I loved, one of actually my favorite little moments in the entire uh, series or season is. Uh, when he comes in, he's angry. He blows past everyone, and then there's an insert shot of him feeling the ring, mm-hmm. and it never comes up again. He never addresses why mm-hmm. he does it. It mm-hmm. never is, but it's such an amazing again three dimensional characters that you care about that are real people. He is so upset about his daughter going into the world of wrestling, but he still has the mindset of. I have to at least make sure that they're doing this right, right. and yep. it's not and check like, it out. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was brilliant. yeah, that was actually. There's one thing I know about the show, which is interesting. I know what was cut mm-hmm. and what oh. didn't make it into the show, and he actually has a monologue where he does come in and he's like, "Look at these ropes. You have spittoon, uh, which is an homage to what you guys really yeah. started out in the yeah. ring. Like, if you look at pictures of you guys' first gym, it's Chavo's boxing gym. Like, our production team did such a great job recreating exactly Absolutely. where you guys came from. But I actually enjoy, just like you were saying, that they cut that out. And just, like, a lot of things where it's like, if you're in this wrestling mentality, you know exactly what he's doing. You know he's making sure, is this not only one safe, but is this good enough for my daughter, even though there. I don't want her to be there. Yeah. yeah. Like just checking. Yeah. yeah. And, it. and it's such a, and I don't think that you even need to be a wrestling fan to appreciate that 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 moment. Like it's clear, like he's, it's clear what he's doing, and it doesn't need to be said. Mm-hmm. It's just a very touching moment in the midst of all of the other drama going on there. Papa Goliath. Oh, and uh, how was that kiss? 
Oh my God. <laughs> the, the funniest part about it, so when Chris came on, he came on for episode three, and I knew at that time I was going to kiss him in episode four. And I literally found out, sorry TMI, while getting spray tanned naked in my uh, head makeup girl's bathroom. And she was like, oh, Chris Lowell is coming in to play Bash. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, like I said, I had a crush on him since sophomore year oh when he was God. on Life oh, As We Know It. I, I was like, oh, I'm so excited. But he's just, he's such a fantastic guy. And what I really appreciated with him was that he and I had a lot of scenes together and a lot of very emotional, deep scenes. You know, in four, when we do the kiss and kind of have this moment where Carmen stands up to his dad. And then again, in episode seven, when she has her panic attack, he and I talked, what is our relationship and what exactly are we giving to each other? And how are we helping each other kind of get out of these moments of pressure by our family and I really appreciated that especially because this is my first you know kind of big deal big gig and I wanted to do the character justice and having someone just sit there and talk about it was like yes but I mean I have it on video I kissed Chris Lowell I kissed Chris Lowell I put, I put it on slow <laughs> I, I have to, when we said goodbye the last day I was like if I knew sophomore year that I would be kissing you uh, and I wasn't embarrassed about it because he is that great of a guy and he Aww cares to make the story better and we'll do anything for it so I never know what tomorrow will bring but what I really really want to know uh oh it's important uh oh do you always sleep with your tennis shoes on do I sleep with my tennis shoes on in the show? No, in the, in the scene where you were... You put the you shoes were... at the end of the bed like you're... Oh! <laughs> you know what? The funny thing about it is they were just like, hey, remember when you like used to sneak out and you do all this? I was like, in my house? I was just like, mom, dad, going out to Jim's Creek. Bye. <laughs> like, I had no idea how to do that scene, but... It was really no, fun. No, it was adorable. But yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, well, her dad was like, oh, she was so tired. She couldn't even take her shoes off. Well, I she thought, how right many days was and this going to last? it's in the afternoon. Yeah. And she, her feet haven't moved. Like, she moved into a ho- hotel. Like, did she not think that she needed to, like, come out of her room at some point? Carmen. Not thinking it through. You know, something, awesome, uh, something awesome that you just did. Uh, my, gr- my girlfriend uh, knew that I was going to be hanging out with you today. And she was, was watching something. She, like... Show me your Instagram about the the panic attack and anxiety and like you posted talking about hey you know this is a legit thing that I do go through yeah. it wasn't just for so is that something you went through during the audition times or I mean I I have probably maybe since graduating college I've probably had four big panic attacks to where I couldn't breathe couldn't speak had to like hide under my covers and couldn't move at all and most of them were job related I mean I was working freelance paycheck to paycheck in an apartment I can couldn't afford and I love my parents but I never want to try to bring them back and be like I need your help I need your support you know um so when I saw that she was having a panic attack a lot of people like even my aunt Danielle bless her she was like I can coach you through a panic attack I've had them before like if you need help and I was like you know what I'm just gonna draw from what I know and our director, Jesse Poole, he was like, hey, do you need to, like, run around the, you know, um, parking lot? Do you need to, like, get sweaty? And I was like, you know what? It's I don't want to over-dramatize it because not everybody is literally, you know, passing out and falling to the ground and has all this sweat. Panic attacks can come in all shapes and sizes. I just drew from what I knew. And I told that to Liz and Carly when we did it. I was like, this is how I experienced it. Can we do it this way? And they were just like, we are totally fine with that. If you're comfortable, we're comfortable. And you know, having that kind of putting myself into that was very, very gratifying because I just love that they're very collaborative and they want to bring truth to everything we do, even if it's, you know, not only just the wrestling, but everything else. So when a lot of people responded to it, which was also very overwhelming, I didn't expect a lot of people would be like, hey, I experienced panic attacks. 
that was great. I could really relate. So that was very nice. No, it's awesome that you put it up. Yeah. It's really awesome. And that is a picture from the day that I shot literally was in my trailer. Like, oh, mom, look at my makeup. I just had a panic attack. Cool. (laughs) You know. Episode four um, was when the girls moved into the Dusty Spur Hotel. <laughs> How fun was that? Here, just as just from a different perspective, I was so happy to see that the rooms were like average. That the you know the accommodations were not fantastic because the Riviera Hotel was not a five star hotel. That that we you know these yep. small rooms really did have two girls in them, mm-hmm. and they had to live together in these confined environments. I remember um, one time I went to go into Chainsaw and Spike's room to work on a match. <laughs> it was all dark. They had the curtains closed, and they haven't had their room cleaned in a month. They're like, yeah, we don't let the maids in here because of all the hazardous flammables in the bathtub. And and they're like, you don't smoke, do you? you know? I was wow. like, no, it's going to blow up the wow. Riviera. And it's just like, that's so cool because that, like, again... I'm going. I'm going to defer to you, babe, because stuff like that you don't know unless you were there, unless you had a really good idea of what it was like to have these these moments. So when I saw the writing, I'm just like, thank you, thank you for giving someone a glimpse of the same uh, culture mm-hmm. and the tribe that's developing right now is the same feeling that we have when yeah. when we're watching you guys. We see a tribe starting to emerge. So kudos. To Did that. you guys though? So wait. You guys stayed in the Riviera, but did you actually move into the Glow House? Was that, that yeah. a thing, or was that no, just for the show? The, a couple of the girls lived in the Glow House. Okay. After season two. After season um, two, we moved yeah. into apartments. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. I guess we were getting a little too rowdy at the Riviera Hotel. I mean, and, uh, yeah. well, you, were, well, you were like, what, 20, 21 in Vegas at that 19. time? So, okay, 19, 19, right. Okay, 19, yeah. even 19 yeah. years old. Yeah. So did, did the rules apply of like, well, since you're crammed in this little room, there's two of you, you put the sock outside the, to like, to where it's like, hey, I got a guy in here or whatever. Yeah. I got someone in yeah. here. Like, yeah. did, did you? I, well, I know, well, I don't know if that was happening or not. I don't even know if the sock method even existed back in the yeah. 80s, yeah. but uh, but I have to tell you that I really, I really dug, you know, the simplicity of it because it was low budget. It wasn't like, you yeah. know, five star. And what was it like for you to kind of like try and immerse yourself in that time frame? I mean, I thought it was fantastic because mm-hmm. it's interesting. The exterior of the Glotel is not the interior of the Glotel. Oh. So when we first went to the Glotel, we were just like, these rooms are so small and they're so gross. Like we weren't really fans of them. And then when we went to the interior set, we just got really like, look at this wallpaper. Like, look at all these pictures. Like, especially in uh, Carmen and Rhonda's room, like we have all of her like band crushes in frames on the nightstand. Yeah. Like all of our clothes were out, the shag carpet. Like Everything it was just something. 80s. Yeah, yeah, it was just awesome. something that like was like back in time. It's yeah. just a real feeling. It's very strange. Yeah, and, and it's just one of those things where cool. you kind of think if I was you know, I mean, I was alive in the 80s, but if I was conscious enough to pick wallpaper, would this be the wallpaper I chose? You know, so it was fun to kind of be like, is this our aesthetic? Is this Carmen's aesthetic? You know, all that stuff. So, yeah, it, yeah, was, it was fun. I love, it. I love that not everyone got a character right away, too. Like, some oh, yeah. were like, oh, mm-hmm. Machu Picchu, mm-hmm. easy, you know. She-Wolf, no prob. Yeah. And then Ruth, still, by episode four, has not really found her she's still, character. She's still figuring it out, yeah. Yeah, and that was uh, that was interesting, because that really actually took place, too. Like, we, you just didn't spot a girl and go, you're a character. 
but you know we all have different stories on how our characters evolved which is playing out right in front of you on the glow series which again yeah. i love you guys are walking in footsteps that were very very similar yes. To the footsteps that we took. I'm glad. Did you guys yeah. agree with your because heel face, right? No, I was. A f- you were a face. We're both baby faces. Ba- okay. Did you yeah. guys agree with that, or were you like, I don't know. Well, my first character was Princess of Darkness in season two, and oh, I, wow. yeah, and I was a real crazy about that um, character. So then uh, we went on hiatus and came back for three and four, and then I became Baby Farmer. I started dressing all farmery, you yeah. know, and just pigtails and and cut off shorts and. Jean skirts and you know the whole shebang, and they're like, "Oh, you're gonna, we're going to make you Babe, Babe the Farmer's Daughter." Like, did Babe, it, did it I want to, I want to normally like Amy or Sally. I don't want to go on talk shows when they're, "Well, what's your real name?" And yeah. I'm like, "It's Babe," you know, because <laughs> we had to yeah. stick yeah. with our names no matter what. You know, you would have if you didn't. Yeah. Did so, you, yeah. Did you grab inspiration from the uh, Beverly Hillbillies like that? The oh yeah, mm-hmm. was absolutely. That, was, was it, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. She was the we cutest watched. too. If you look at her pictures, oh my god, the tiniest little waist. You still have a tiny little waist, but I would see her and Thank I'm like, yeah, she's so damn cute, <laughs> so damn cute. But yeah, not I, what I appreciated was in the characters what you were given. I did not uh, feel comfortable with Little Egypt, 19 year old trying to belly dance, which mm-hmm. is designed for women who with a lot of sexual. Uh, confidence, you know, nineteen-year-olds don't have that. You pulled it off that. fabulously. Yeah. Oh, I, say. I just <laughs> watched your belly dance just the other night, oh, and it was like, I was like, you. damn, she's mm-hmm. really good. Oh, well, uh, Matt sent me to a couple belly dancing lessons, and I was like trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I was editing a video yeah, together yeah. for a, a newspaper oh, to give him some you. footage, and I'm like, oh, this is so cool. Oh, really thank you. Yeah, so that was that was actually playing out, like yeah. with uh, with car uh, with. Um, with Car- uh, not Carmen, um, excuse me, Kia sure. Stevens. Oh yeah, uh, Tame. Yeah, Tame. When she was given her character, the um, welfare queen, mm-hmm. and that she goes into Sam Silva's office, and she's like, "Can we really talk this out?" I mean, those conversations. You know, we didn't really have the luxury of having to mm, go that, that kind deep, of yeah. but it was kind of nice to watch the struggle with the character because mm-hmm. even though being a heel is way fun because you can cheat and you can pretty much get away with anything, you also take the biggest impact from the fans. Like that's True. where like you actually don't know Nanuchka just a lot of people don't know that she didn't she didn't make a lot of appearances because she pressed so many buttons that people really did want to you know attack her on behalf of the United States of America (laughs) it's like wow so wrestling right Bill that's right (laughs) I was uh, thinking that if this had if this show on Netflix had been made by wrestling people instead (laughs) of by like legitimate pedigreed uh not to say that wrestling is legitimate but like pedigreed hollywood people like just so you know they would already be planning a tour Mm. oh yeah like for sure right like if this if this if there had been any like executive producers that were like wrestling promoters they would already have contracted you guys to like all right so we're gonna do a a national tour we're gonna do eight cities like Mm -hmm. which actually glow did go i was gonna say you guys did that right Mm -hmm. right donahue but but i'm saying Uh, you would have been taking actresses like they would have been taking actresses like like you would be out like Still in the ring, getting ready to take bumps. Like, oh jeez, I don't know. <laughs> it took me seven <laughs> hours to do that finale fight. Night, I don't. Yeah, night. <laughs> seven I don't know slam, about that. slam, slam. Bill, what did, what did you think when um, Goliath slapped Sam Silva? I mean, that's typical right out of... We were protecting kayfabe at the time, right? Sure. That was a yeah. direct threat mm-hmm. to that, the industry and your income. That's, that's not such unusual. a great, like, Dr. D Easter egg. Yeah. Like, that's... 
directly out of like yeah. what happened, like Hulk Hogan chucking choking out Richard Belzer and mm-hmm. yeah. you know all, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, John Stossel getting slapped. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it was great. And again, we talked about this a lot last week. But Mark Maron is just. <sighs> Amazing and always so so hilarious and so great at reacting to things and reacting to people. And so so you were talking about how Chavo trained you to get in the ring. I'm assuming that Mark didn't get those lessons because he didn't. I mean, we always (laughs) asked him, like, do you want to come to training? Do you want to come? And he's like, no, I'm good. Like, I don't need to. I don't need to know because Sam doesn't need to know. And every single time, like, I don't think he legitimately learned by the end of it how like every single time even when we would be like all right we're starting the scene in the ring he still would get in that way and we'd be like, mm, <laughs> like and we would ask him like do you need help and like lift up the ropes he's like i got it and we're like okay you're good all the pratfalls are so so those are all like legit oh yeah know? like i mean I, you can tell sometimes when he goes a little bit but it's because he started and then he's like i just gotta go into the right. fall got it so yeah he's so great he's so great yeah, he is. Oh my god! Are you, so? I want. I can't wait for a season two. Do you think that's that's happening? Ugh. I think. I think that there's a season two, but I think it's more because. I mean, hopefully, fans, you guys, everyone yeah. are like, I want to know what happens. I want yeah. to see this show actually begin and how these women who really wanted fame, how do they deal with it? now in the wrestling world because fame as a wrestler is not fame as an actress you know like I want to see them fit into that world and how they react to everything so I hope there's a season two I do too I want to see more wrestling what about you guys I mean the first five seasons was all about like building the the story you know so that you're in the 80s so that you understand the characters you get a little glimpse of what wrestling is now let's put let's put these girls in front of a live audience like let's see what happens when they have when they're having to do like i would love to see more wrestling content if they wanted you to to wrestle more more, would you do it? oh we we asked to wrestle more like i mean we understood why the story played out the way it played out yes yeah we miss it and it was one of those things where you know especially for our finale fights we trained for the last month to get ready for those fights. So we were like, can we wrestle more? Can we wrestle more? I already want, I'm trying to put it out into the universe and the juju. I want a Lumberjacks Machu Picchu fight in the Wade yeah. family backyard. Like, yeah. I want yeah. to see her just kick ass. And also, like, again, that probably might be the only time I get to fly <laughs> on the show is if I'm going up against sure. Carlito <laughs> and Tyler. So I will take that. But we definitely want to wrestle more. For sure. I love that. Yeah. It gets in your blood, right? Oh, you get yes. bit by the bug. You know? Yes. So enjoy every minute of it because it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. Oh, yeah. For sure. These aren't so that say that there's a Royal Rumble going on. Yes. You all you girls get together, you take Kia Stevens, she goes over the ropes. Yes. Who who's the person that let lasts? Rebecca Johnson's claimed that she would be the first one gone. Oh, first I mean, she, one well, gone? She said that Kia Stevens would be the last standing. Last standing. So I'm, I'm saying if you guys conspired, got her out of the ring. Yeah. Which one of you ladies would be the last one standing? Ellen Wong, Fortune Cookie. Really? Hands. I mean, I would, thank you. I would hope it would be me, (laughs) and I'd be down to take the crown, but there's just something about Ellen, and especially Fortune Cookie, where you just don't know what she's going to do next. She's so fast. She's so fierce and aggressive, but then at the same time, she kind of has that aspect of like, like I think of it like Puss in Boots like don't hurt me like oh my god bam I'm gonna you know like she she can trick you and just be like oh I'm like are you hurt are you okay is this for real yeah. and then just clock you so She's- I'm gonna go with Fortune Cookie for the Crown wow. season two wow amazing wow I mean I oh love Machu Picchu but I, typical glow girl you root for your girls 
Yeah. I gotta go with Ellen. That's amazing. Wow. Great that's amazing. The first one out. What? Great question. Oh my god. I don't know if I agree with that. Well, you guys, that is that's our show for today. Catch us next week. We're gonna. Already? Yeah, it has oh. been an hour. It's, I know it goes by so fast. It, it always goes by so fast. We're gonna recap episodes five and six. Ooh. I can't wait because I've been waiting now a week to kind of do to watch the shows again, oh. and I feel like I get to now. I'm kind of. The nervousness is over and the excitement's in. I can just kind of sit back and take it for a ride. And now I'm appreciating all of these little tiny, like Bill, when you caught that. Uh, testing that, the ring. Yeah, that. testing yep. the ring. That that's It was brilliant. Little mm-hmm. things like that that are absolutely brilliant yes. about the show. I cannot wait. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait. I want to thank you and I want to thank, thank you. Abe. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Thank, thank you for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you. Monty Peachery. Let's go around the room and find out. Uh, let's just kind of close out and let everyone know where they can find us one last time. My name's Little Egypt. You can find me on Twitter at, at Little Egypt. I'm Brittany Young, and you can find me on Twitter at It's Brittany Young and Instagram at Brittany Young. All right. You can find me on all social media at Sundown Motel and check out all of our writing over at uprocks.com. And I'm Rick Hong. You can find me on all social media at Rick Hong, R I C K H O N G. I'm Dave, the farmer's daughter, and you can find me at Twitter on Glow Wrestling with one W. Woo! Woo! Okay, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.